Hello, shalom, and welcome to the Awareness of Success podcast. On this podcast, we ask questions like what does success really means and what does it take to be truly successful in all areas of life? We believe that anyone can change their circumstances and create a better life for themselves like I was able to change mine by raising awareness of the habits, mindsets and patterns that create success. My name is Gilad Hanina and I help you change your circumstances by showing you what's possible in a way you can apply what you learn to create your own version of success. On this podcast, we choose to grow in all areas of life. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Awareness of Success podcast. Today, I have here with me Gast Van Denderd, who is um, a huge friend of mine. We actually got to connect, um, I think, like, what, six, seven, eight months ago. And he became um, a huge friend and actually supporting me with everything that I do on the business level side of things. But actually, a little bit of, about Gast. He's from Belgium originally. And while he was at his like teenager years, he actually moved to the US, fell in love with California and decided to start his entrepreneurial journey without knowing what to do with his journey. And today I can I can say about Gus that he actually he was helping multiple of like seven, eight, nine figure companies grow and scale their businesses. He's a mentor. He's actually helping uh, people start and grow and scale their online businesses. And um, he's, he's amazing at everything that he do. So Gus, I'm so happy to have you here. Um, how are you doing today? Happy to be here, Galat. Thank you so much for that introduction. Um, for sure. Doing great. Sure. I, um, <laughs> I make every day great. That's 100. kind of my motto. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Gus, so, um, let's get started a little bit for the audience to get to know you. A little bit about your story, if you could um, share where you get started and what you are actually doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, very, very loaded question indeed. 100%. Uh, my, my story, uh, you know, I, I often tell people, which, which one do you want to hear? Because <laughs> I, I feel like I have, I've had many, many different lives already. And uh, each one is packed with so many stories and so many experiences that that you know i i sometimes feel like you know i've i've had m- multiple lives already but i'll 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 keep it um in line with what you said in your uh introduction i i am originally from belgium when people ask me when did you start as an entrepreneur i i always tell the story of of me being kicked off the uh kicked out of school hmm. for selling toys on the on the playground and that that's when i was nine years old um i figured out that because there was a shortage of a, of a specific particular game um in in our little village that it was easy for me to buy a bunch of those in a neighboring village bring them to school and sell them with a profit hmm. and uh that was not allowed of course that's nine years old when I was nine years old, yes. Uh, so that that was the first time I got sent home, and hmm. uh, my dad was not mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think that was a good thing. Uh, I, it it kind of showed me that, or my, I think my dad did a good job rewarding that behavior yeah. rather than saying, "Hey, that's a bad thing. Uh, you shouldn't be doing that." Because he was he was. Uh, a hustler too, always selling things, and mm-hmm. that's what he was doing. So I, I definitely got it from him. So that that's you know 
that's how I really started. But back to your your introduction, uh, when I was 29, after a good 10 years in in corporate uh, environment, I um, traveling all over the world for work, meeting tons of people, but never really experiencing the culture of of the different countries that I was visiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I decided to completely shift my life and sell everything, quit my job, pack a bag and go travel for a year. Really? Um, and then again, that is a whole other story, right? Yes. <laughs> as you can imagine, uh, as a 29-year-old single guy traveling the world, uh, that, was, that was quite the experience. But afterwards, I, I decided to go live in the United States not with a very specific plan or with a specific objective. It was more like, hey, let's go experience what it's like to live in California for a year. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I've never, I never went back. Really? Yep. Not even one single time? No, I've been, we've been back to visit family, but not, never, never with the intention to move back and, and, and go back to Europe. So you so you moved to to the US and then what what did you do like you're it's a new place new environment you know no, no nobody uh, what did yeah. you actually start doing um, so I, I knew one person the the, per, the one person who invited me to come live with him um, and the, really the plan was to learn how to surf I'm not kidding this is for <laughs> real I wanted to learn how to surf and I wanted to climb. Uh, a couple of my mountains in the, in the on the west coast of the, of the United States. That was all I had <laughs> planned. That was my entire plan. But as you can imagine, first of all, I had traveled for a year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not not just traveling, not not working. It was just traveling, experiencing what was out there, and I got bored after mm. a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, I was not being productive. I was not building, creating, not, I mean, the relationships that I was building were all around having fun, right? Yeah. Um, climbing and surfing and drinking and partying and who, who but there was nothing productive coming out. Yeah. So um, I, I remember really clearly what happened. I was, I was walking down the Santa Monica pier and I see this sign um, at a <laughs> at a at a flower shop, looking for help. So I walked inside. I was like, "What What do you guys need? What help do you need?" Mm-hmm. And uh, the guy was like, "Well, I need I need somebody to to go deliver flowers because we mm-hmm. we get a lot of uh, orders that people are calling in, and um, we need somebody to to drive the van around and go deliver these flowers." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "I can do that." Can I? <laughs> so um, I started working again. So that, that, was, that was my, my first job in the United States. Okay. And um, about a month later, I was working for the importer of the flowers hmm. that, delivered, that, that delivered the flowers to the, to the little shop. So it, it just kind of started rolling from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I see. I see. Yeah. So you- so when when was the actually starting point of you know you starting I would say the real entrepreneur journey and when I say real I I, I don't um, yep. take anything from the nine year old who is like selling uh, toys but like how did you actually get into you know 
scaling businesses and like, you know, doing what you're doing right now. Yeah. So the, the first, I, I think the first real, uh, company that, that I got involved in, in, in the U S was, um, af after maybe five or six months here in, in the U S a friend of a friend had a payroll company and, uh, he had been struggling scaling the business past the point where he was, mm -hmm. he had about 10 employees was doing a little bit over a million dollars in revenue mm -hmm. and he was stuck. That was, that was the largest company that he had ever worked for. It was his own company. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's something that happens a lot with entrepreneurs, right? We, we start a business with, with absolutely no idea or no prior experience. We just have an idea or we find a product that we want to resell or we come up with a, a specific service that we want to deliver. And then we hit this point where like, okay, how, how can I grow this? Cause yeah. this is the biggest company I have ever worked for and it's my own company. <laughs> right. Um, and that's where he was. So, uh, he asked me if I could help him with that. And s since I had, you know, worked for very, very large organization, thousands and thousands and thousands of employees with, with, with infrastructure and processes and policies and procedures yeah. and all of that. I was like, yeah, of course I can help you. Um, and, and I decided to become a partner in, in that business. And, uh, we, we grew that business very, very rapidly, uh, over the next five years to multi, multi-million dollars. Um, very, very successful. And just because, um, we, we streamlined everything and mm -hmm. we put processes in place where nothing was left to chance. It was, everything was organized. Everything was measurable. Everything was structured. Um, and in, in that type of business, that was really easy to do. Okay. What business was it by the way? Payroll. Payroll company? Payroll company. Yep. We were paying uh, about 25,000 people were being paid through our company. Amazing. And yeah, it was really cool. A lot of money going around. Yeah. Very stressful because if, if something goes wrong, it affects people's payday. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we, we had a couple, we had a couple instances where that went wrong. Hmm. I see. So, so for five years, you were actually working in this payroll company, scaling this business from a million dollars to multi, multi-million dollar business, gaining even way more experience that you had than you had in your corporate job. Yeah. Did you actually had like a realization somewhere in this moment that you're going to be like an entrepreneur and you're going to continue like doing this or like, uh, I'm trying to understand like how did your the mindset shifted from like you know the guy who is just traveling making fun to the guy who is actually you know dedicated in to his entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, um great question. That did not happen then. Um Okay. And and here's why. The the reason I the reason I chose to become a partner in that business had nothing to do with the product. It had nothing to do with the impact that it was going to have. Mm -hmm. It was all money. Mm. And I know now that was absolutely the wrong way to look at it. Mm -hmm. But I, again, it's a long, long story, but 
the when I got into becoming part of this business and and thinking about oh what else can I do, I was very very driven by money, hmm. um, and that was also one of the reasons I moved to the United States, or I should say I stayed in the United States as soon as I started understanding how this works and how easy it is to start a business, how easy it is to make money. My, my perspective and my focus became all about money. I see. And knowing you know, now in hindsight, being mm -hmm. a lot older and a lot wiser and yeah. having gone through some serious um, challenges, I, I understand now that that was not the right approach. So what but at was the time, mm -hmm. back to your question, at the time that was that was my drive. That was my um, that was my reason for doing it. Money, 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 money. And what is the right approach? Well, again, very loaded question. I don't know. I don't know what the right approach is. What I do know is that the way I approach things now feels a lot better. I know why. Like just by knowing you, I know that you everything you do is like you you are driven by impact. You're not driven yes. by money anymore. And I know we talked about it before, but everything you are now doing is like you're trying to under, to see how can I impact more lives. How can I? Yes. So, so that's that's the attitude that um, you're describing. That's kind of shifted through the years. Oh, one hundred percent. Yep. And and I yeah, I can answer the question easily. What what drives me now? But when you say what is the right one, I find that harder to to uh, to answer. Right? Because um, nobody knows what the right one is. It's just maybe twenty years from now, I'll, I'll talk about today and be like, oh man, I got it wrong back then as well. <laughs> I don't know, right? <laughs> yeah. But what what I what I do know is being led by how I impact and improve the lives of other people that feels a lot better and yeah. it feels right and it it's it's very rewarding knowing that every single day, every minute of the day, the work that I do positively impacts the lives of of my clients. Mm -hmm. And my client clients, um, that that is definitely a, a much better feeling, yeah. rather than how much more money can I make? Yes. Um, I, and and I have to be. I mean, actually, what also happened for me, Galat, is that the the way I help my clients, the way I work with my clients, also shifted mm -hmm. because in the beginning, I I. Because my focus was so heavily um, directed to to money, that also became the objective of my clients, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. when when we made these, you know, when we gained these successes, it was always, oh, we made an extra million dollars. Oh, we did this, but that that wasn't satisfying. That wasn't fulfilling. You, you know, you know, I actually want to stop you on this because this is so so powerful. You know, you're just saying, oh, we made another million dollar, like it's nothing. But, you know, some people listening right now, probably million dollar is like their dream. And all they think about is like, how can I make this one million dollar? It's going to change my whole life. It's going to make me happy. It's going to help my family. It's going to like everything. So mm -hmm. and, and you're talking about it like, you know, this is this is basically, you know, we just made more millions. So. What can you? What do you actually think 
if you could, you know, impact the people who are like just right now focusing on the money instead of like, let's say the impact or another thing that might be more powerful and more driven for them. Like, what can you tell these people? Yeah. So what I, what I have learned is that money is energy, Hmm. right? And, um, the, the way, the way I look at it now is, is almost like a tool or okay. something that you need to support yourself, like water and food. Okay. Right? Without water and food are important. Of course, otherwise you die. Mm-hmm. So money is important too, to, to support what you're, what you set out to do. But if it drives you, then, then you forget what it, what it really is all about. Hmm. So when, when we, when I now talk with, with my clients and for myself in, in my personal life, when, when I, when I think about money, like the, the number, the dollar mm-hmm. signs, right. Mm-hmm. The, the number that I want and need in my bank account, it is always tied to supporting something. Hmm. So we can, yeah. So if you want to make another million dollars it's like it's not i want to make another million dollars it's i need to make another million dollars because i need the money to support my family to get the new house that we want to get next year so this is this is the reason now so is, is am i getting it right yes yeah yeah but very f- seldom is it tied to something i want so that even even the house that i want for my family mm-hmm is actually tied to the number of people that I want to help in the next year. It becomes secondary to to what to the impact that I actually want to make. I understand. That's that's right. really powerful. Yeah, and then also specifically for for a house, right? So we we actually have and I think I shared that with you. We actually have a specific target that we have set for our family. To, to go build a house somewhere, mm-hmm. but it's not about the house. No. What we're, what we're aiming for is a, a safe place for our family to live and a place to, for when my daughters are older and most likely they're going to go travel the world, mm-hmm. right? If, yeah. <laughs> if they're anything like mom and dad. So the idea that we have around building this house is to create a place where the entire family can always come back to and have a safe place to be. Yes. Right. So, so see how different that is. It's not about the house. It's about the, what it represents for us. Hmm. I understand. And, and, and you know what, something that is, it's funny, but it's actually true. When you kind of make this shift, you end up making more money. Oh yeah. By default. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you focus just on the money, you're not driven enough. Your energy and your your passion and your motivation are not so powerful that you will accomplish what you would have accomplished if you, let's say, your goal is instead of like making enough money for a house, making enough money to have my family safe um, and everything that included with it. It's like a way different reason. And um, yes, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Oh no! It, it, <coughs> excuse me. It is it is a thousand times more powerful to have something like that attached to it rather than oh I want to go build a million dollar house on the water. Well, because it and it, it comes down to something that we talk about all the time. Like what's the why? 
why do you, why do you want that? Hmm. Why do you want to make a million dollars? Like if you, if you can't tell me the reason why you want that million dollars, if you can't tell me why you specifically chose that number, right? Why is it not 10 million? Why is it yeah. not a hundred million? Mm -hmm. If you don't have an answer to that question, then it's going to be infinitely more harder to achieve that goal. Guaranteed, you're going to have a day where you wake up and it's going to be really hard to move forward. Guaranteed, you're going to have a day where you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And it, it's then in, it's in those moments that that why the reason why you're aiming for whatever it is, it's in those moments that that overpowers anything else that you're thinking. Because you're like, I mean, I'm, let's go back to that, that example of this house, right? If I have a day where I don't feel like moving forward, all I have to do is think about, oh, no, I, I do this because I want to create this safe place for my family. Yeah. And I guarantee you, I get back up and I, and I, I keep going, right? 100%. It's way more powerful. I remember for myself, you know, I was, I was saying I was driven by, by money while I was serving in the army. And, and, and while I was, when I was able to finally create like abundance for me, it, my mindset shifted and I dove, I, I dove deep into my reasons. I asked myself this question of why, why am I doing what I'm doing? And I dove deep, like, you know, I asked myself why, and I gave an answer and I asked myself why again. And I, I went 14 level deep and I have a different episode talking about that. But, um, for everybody listening, if money, for example, is the drive and you don't know exactly why you're looking to, to have this number, then as Gus is mentioning, dive deep into your own reasons before you start accomplishing and doing and, and, and just focus on your reasons first. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 100%. That's great. So let's, let's, let's get back. So, so, um, you worked on a, on a payroll company five years and what, what's next? Like what happened? <laughs> what's next? The next project. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I just kept going. And, um, in the, in the past 15 years, I have had seven, seven of my own businesses mm -hmm. and I've helped countless, I don't know, probably 20, 30 other companies as, as a consultant. Mm -hmm. Um, so then, you know, I'll, I'll fast forward because th this is a whole entire different episode talking okay. about the, uh, getting to the point where my entire life was a complete mess financially. Um, my relationship with my wife, almost, you know, we separated, uh, but then got, got back together. Uh, but basically what, what happened was I got to this point where I had, I had focused so little on my why, and I had mm -hmm. focused so little on doing meaningful work mm -hmm. that I, you know, I, I got slapped in the face, hmm. <laughs> punched, punched in the face and was forced to, to rethink and, and recreate everything. And, and what happened in that space was the realization that there was more to this than, than just growing businesses for the sake of growing businesses and, and selling more widgets. Mm -hmm. um, through my own experience and then getting introduced to this, this, this whole new world of coaching 
and and the co- online coaching world and industry, um, I I I figured or I found that if I focused on helping online coaches reach more people, then that would translate in me impacting more people. Hmm. Right. So yeah. if 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 a coach has a hundred clients. And through the work that we do together, after a couple of months, he has a thousand clients. That's nine hundred more people impacted. That you impacted them, impacted them not directly, but you helped yep. the coach like get those people. And 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 we are talking about coaches. Which coaches? Like uh, like you know, fitness coaches or like which coaches? Because I know you care about the impact, so you choose directly like the type of coaches that you work with. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, they're, they're kind of all over the place mm-hmm. and any, anything goes as long as it's, it's transformational for the clients, mm-hmm. right? Um, like fitness or wellness or mental wellness, um, addiction, you name it. Um, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And anything like that. So I, I would say, I would say the majority of coaches have something like that inside of their program where, mm-hmm. where they, where they do promise uh, a transformation from where people are to where they can be by implementing specific um, or, or different perspectives, habits, all that kind of stuff. Hundred percent. And uh, and I know I know. So if we put the example, so let's say we take a relationship coach who is helping who is helping let's say a man with uh, with their getting over their divorces or the relationships. So that's a coach that you help. So he can help, let's say more men to kind of get over and improve their relationships and improve their life through their relationships. Now, you said, you said these, these coaches, they coach the clients with a set of actions, mindset shifts. And if, if, if you're looking on the bigger picture, you're also coaching the coaches, uh, on, on, on the same thing. You're teaching them different systems, these different mindset shifts that they have to make in order to scale their business and get these like extra 900 uh, clients. So can we dive a little bit on that? Like what, what are you actually, um, I would say we we can't talk about everything, but you know, the core principles that you go and follow when you kind of approach, you know, scaling businesses. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so one of the, one of the most fun things about what ha- what I shifted to is is that impact, right? And magnifying that impact. But but there's another element that that is really fulfilling and exciting. Most coaches are not necessarily good business owners hmm. because um, they're more they're more like artists. Okay, they have the skill to to listen to understand to see what other people don't see in their clients, right? Almost like a therapist. It's the same yeah. thing, right? Um, they, they have this ability, this very unique ability to bring about that transformation in the lives of their clients. Mm-hmm. What, they, what they don't necessarily have is, is the skill set to build a business, yeah. which is very different, yeah. right? And, and one of the main principles that I, that I always use or that, that I use as an example to, to show and to illustrate what, what we actually do is this. 
there's a big difference between delivering a coaching program hmm. and building a coaching business. It's not the same. Yeah. yeah. It's way right? different. Way different. And, and you, you, can, you can draw that line to, to whatever example. Like you, you can go sell lemonade in a lemonade stand, right? You can make it in your kitchen, go stand outside and, and, and sell a hundred. Or you build a lemonade stand empire with, with 5,000 locations all over the world. Completely different story. Yeah. Same thing with a and coaching a business of, and a program. Yeah, and a lot of coaches, because it's actually pretty easy, right? You can, you can call yourself a coach today, go online, create a profile on Facebook, call yourself a coach and say, hey, I'm accepting clients. And it's likely that that day you will have your first client. Yeah. Really easy. There is a huge demand for coaching and people need this help. Even, yes. if, even Now, if you're not really certified and you know what you're doing. That's another topic. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that, that part is easy. Now, building a scalable, sustainable coaching business, that's a whole different story. Hmm. Yeah. Because we, we even talked about, you know, this, this struggle that most coaches have, that they just, they don't have all the time to coach businesses, to coach their mm -hmm. clients. They, 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 don't, they have the same 24 hours a day. So if they're doing, let's say, one-on-one -on -one coaching, they can only work with a certain amount of people. And, and most coaches, they just don't know how to level up, how to scale, how to create mm -hmm. these, these systems these, these, that will help them you know, scale their time, I would say, and impact more lives with this time. Yep, yep. exactly. Yep. Because ultimately, that's what everybody wants, right? Or that typically, that's what a coach wants. They, they, they know that their work impacts the lives of, of, of their clients, so they want more of them. Yeah. But the main, the main problem that they run into, like you said, is, is the time. And how, how do I, I've, I'm already working with 30 clients one on one. How yeah. do I get more? Because I, yeah. I, I'm already working 60 hours a week. Yeah. It, it makes right. tons of sense. And, and yeah. Gus, to, to expand a little bit about, uh, about the podcast and what we are doing in this interview, um, we are trying to dive deep into like habits, mindset, and patterns that create success with the podcast. Now, you were able to create a tremendous success. Uh, we've heard your story and, uh, and you were accom accomplishing and you're still accomplishing. And I know the projects you're working on are huge. Um, so I'm, I want to dive deep into the... Uh, The, the mindset shifts and the habits, the patterns that you, the actions that you might even have taken every day, like you feel free to talk about which one that you actually choose that allowed you to kind of grow as a person and as a business and get over everything you do. Things that would, people would be able to listen and kind of, oh, maybe I can, I can use that for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very, very good question. And if I may, I want to, I want to give a more generic answer than the specifics right? okay. and, and I'll, I'll tell you why um, when you asked me how I was doing I said great I make I make every day great right mm -hmm. and and I, I say that joking jokingly but it's not a joke <laughs> that, that is that is actually what I believe to me to be my secret it's an attitude it's an attitude and a lot of people who know me, a lot of people who interact with me ask me that question all the time. Like, Gus, why are you also, why are you always so happy? Hmm. Why, you, all, you always have energy. 
And, and the answer is, yes, I do now. But that, that doesn't mean I woke up that way. Hmm. I don't always wake up this way, right? I, I, I create this container for myself and, 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 and I have tools in place to help me shift my mindset when, when it is not the right one when I wake up. Because it, it, I don't wake up this way all the time. I do wake up thinking, I don't want to do it today. Yeah. Right. And there's, there's a, there's a couple tools and, um, I'll, I'll just name it, but, but I subscribed to uh, wake up warrior for a long time. Um, and, and going back to that, you know, I, the, the, the little thing that I touched on when, when my life was in shambles and, and my, you know, financially and, uh, with my relationship with my wife, everything was kind of falling apart. I subscribed to this, this coaching program for men called wake up warrior. And mm -hmm. it gave me the tools to do that. Okay. Every morning, there's a routine that I follow. There's, there's meditation, there's, there's physical activity, there's journaling, there's learning. There's, there's a, a couple of things that I do for about an hour and a half to two hours every morning that regardless of how I wake up hmm. after that process, I'm the same. I love it. I love it. I, I can, I can connect to that so much on a deeper level, you know, practicing morning routine for two hours every day for the past um, few months. I know it's, it's, you're a different person from the person you woke up two hours ago after you are done learning 100%. about the stuff that you're passionate about reading, learning, exercising, meditating in, yeah. in powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, maybe so going more practical Gilad and, and maybe something I can share that is, I think pretty unique, uh, something that I, I do, uh, and also teach my clients is something called an ignition statement. And I don't, I don't know if you've heard about that, mm -hmm. but an ignition statement is, is kind of like a mission statement. It's kind of like a credo, a little bit, a little bit of everything of that, but it's, it's very specific and it's called an ignition statement because it, it can ignite the spark again. Right. Okay. If you, if you find yourself in a moment where you're like, Oh, this is so hard. Why do I have to do this again? I don't feel like it, right? I don't want to help people anymore, right? When, when you get to those moments, your, your ignition statement ignites that spark again. And for me, it, it sounds simple, right? But it took me months to get to this. But my ignition statement is very simple. And it reads... My gift is not mine to keep, and my family deserves it. Hmm. That's, That's a it. statement. That's my ignition statement. When I, when I read that, all doubt is gone. Hmm. All the feelings of, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, all disappear. Really? My gift is not mine to keep. Hmm. That is super, if you think about it, it's super powerful. Understand, understand. It isn't, yeah. and, and and any feeling, any feelings that I have around quitting or not wanting to do it today is all very selfish. Because you think of yourself. When I read this statement that mm -hmm. my gift is not mine to keep, first of all, I was given a gift, right, for free. It was just given to me. 
And now who am I to say, no, I don't want to pass that on to the people that need it. And I feel, I feel selfish when I, when I read that and I, I, I don't continue the work that I'm supposed to be doing. That's amazing. I, 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 I have my own one and it's, I don't call it ignitement statement, but I have my reasons written down and I know when I, when I am, I have fears, I have doubts, I have, you know, everything that's going on. I'm like, I go back to this and I, mm-hmm. and I read that. So, yeah. so how, how, how does somebody come up with an ignitement statement? You, you start, you write it down and you rewrite it and you rewrite it and you rewrite it until when you read it, you light up. <laughs> hmm. I see. <laughs> right. There is and no there secret. Are, there are techniques. You, I'm sure you've heard about the, the seven layers of why or yeah. 14 in your case. Uh, when, when you say, you know, when you ask yourself, why is that important? And then you, you answer that question seven times. Mm-hmm. Then, then you start getting to the root of what, what really drives you. Mm-hmm. And it, it really has to cause a spark when you read it. Yeah. And it takes, it take, you can't find it in a day. Like it takes a while. It has it to kind of, yeah. It takes, it takes work. Like redo it, redo it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's mm-hmm. amazing. But when you get to this point where you have this statement, um, it allows you to kind of keep pushing on the hard days and, and be super driven on the, on, on every day, basically. Yep. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Yep. So, um, guys, first thing, everything we just talked about was so valuable for people. And, uh, I wanted to ask if there is like something that you want to finish with that would be, um, that would be helpful for somebody who's listening right now. Yeah. Um, well, since since this is this is geared towards people who are looking for you know success, whatever that means to them, I I would say the the best the best advice that I can give, and it's it, I feel like such an old man when I say that, right? <laughs> um, just be patient. Hmm. Be patient and. Especially, you know, when, when we're in our 20s and even in our 30s, we're, we're so gung-ho on making the million dollars and, and being successful and whatever we're comparing ourselves to. But then <clears throat> what, what oftentimes happens is we forget to just be a 20-year-old. Go travel, go party, go enjoy life. Whatever it is, yeah, right. Again, it, it, I'm not saying that what you just mentioned are are the things to do. For for some people, they are. Yeah, it's individually. What, what's more important is if that's it for you. Like, if you know that you're going to get um, amazingly fulfilled by traveling for a year, then go do that. <laughs> like, don't don't say, "Oh, that's a year of time wasted." No, it's not. It's not, and yes. it's not, be- but, but make sure that it's not something you do because some Gus says so, right. Or Gus traveled for a year. So that must be the thing. Mm-hmm. None of that is true. It's all about what is true for you. And then, and then just, just have the patience to experience and explore all those things that I think that's the, the most, if I, if somebody had told me that in my twenties and my thirties, I think I could have um, avoided a lot of headaches 
and, and a lot of stress and frustration because I, I wanted everything like now or you, yesterday. You, you know, it's, um, it's funny what you're saying because you said if somebody would have tell, tell you this, things would have changed. But I yes. think in today's environment, everybody's saying this. Is everybody's saying like, be patient. And yeah. it's for most people, it's really hard to accept it and, and live by it. So, you know, yes. you, you, you hear, you know, being patient, but you're actually not because, you know, there are so many reasons, social media, we see all the success now. So, you know, we see, oh, this 18 year old, you know, made a million dollars. Like what? Like I, I can do it too. And then everybody's like, start to kind of compare themselves. We are living in this world where everybody's comparing. So you're saying, be patient. I'm trying to understand, okay, for the 20 year old or the 30 year old who is like, need to really accept this to make their life way easier and better. Um, how can they actually accept this, uh, this uh, idea in their head of like, Hey, it's fine. Like, let's be patient. Yeah. Well, you just said it. What is, what does that mean? Your life being better. Okay. From my perspective, um, and, and according to what you're saying, I'm, I'm sure that's what you mean is, um, is just be happier, be more fulfilled with what you're doing. Like we just smile every day. And when you have all these worries comp- uh, comparing and, um, and being on the race all the time, you're not focusing on that happiness. You're not focusing on, on the smile every day, on the things that make you happy. You focus on the things that will make you happy in the future, which is also good, but it's about also focusing on the present moment. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's maybe what you're trying to say is how you understand. That is, that is exactly what I'm saying in, in different words. And it, it, what, I, what I've learned over the years, um, and, and there's actually a really good example of this. Like that you're, Everybody's going to understand this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I, I told you this a lot a couple, couple of days ago or a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. the, the most fun part about training for a triathlon mm-hmm. is the actual training. And the worst <laughs> part is, the, is the finish line. Hmm. And I, for anybody who's listening, who has done a race will understand this. When you cross that finish line, there's this, there's this moment of disappointment almost you're like oh now it's done i've done all this work and all this preparation and it was so much fun training we cried we laughed we had pain we had whatever right this whole journey was so much was so involved and and you were constantly excited about the moment that you're now experiencing which is the finish line yeah and irregardless whether you are you know, finishing first or last, it doesn't matter. That moment is like, can easily be very depressing because now it's done. The journey is over. And if you don't start preparing for the next one, then then you fall into this hole. So, and, and the reason I'm saying that is the journey is so exciting. And every day that you're working towards whatever it is that you want to accomplish, that is actually the most exciting part. So if you forget that in the moment, if you forget that the fact that you're working towards 
that specific goal that you have. If you forget that that is actually the most fulfilling part, then you're missing the whole point. Oh my God. Gus, this is so empowering right now, like literally. And and I try for myself to to remind myself, you know, in, uh, sometimes when I work, it's like, Gilad, this is the fun part. You're creating something huge. You're working on a podcast. You're scaling the business. Um, you're doing things for yourself. And and it's so it's so great because, you know, let's say you, you focus on the million dollar all the time and then you made it. And then what? Like I talked, I literally talked to somebody who's like made, um, you know, tens of millions of dollars. And he's saying like, you know, making this first million was the best feeling ever. Like making this first, you know, uh, and the journey to do that. After that, it's just, it's repetitive. It's like, so so mm-hmm. you need to learn how to enjoy the journey and, and enjoy yep. um, every single day, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where the patience comes in, right? Yeah, yeah. I love because it. Because it, it truly is. And it, I know it's hard. I know it's really difficult to understand that and, and live in that moment. Um, I, I too work on that every day because I, I, I get caught up in, oh, next year when I, when I hit this number or next year when I hit, when this is going to happen, right? It, it's important to have those goals, right? Because that it's the goal that creates the journey towards it. Yeah. So, so you, you need both. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about the balance of not being driven by one another, but actually living in the present moment, aiming yep. for somewhere, aiming to get there, but enjoying the process, enjoying the road. Yep, exactly. I love it, Gus. Thank you so much for all the information for for being here on the show. It's been a pleasure. Um, I, I will talk to you in the future to be here again. Be sure about that. And uh, <laughs> happy to, happy to. Love, love that, love that. Gus, if anybody want to connect with you, want to find you, want to work with you, where's the best place to, to get to know you and connect with you? I'd say um, f- Facebook is, is a very easy place um, mm-hmm. or Instagram or, or just, uh, just a good old email. <laughs> all right got all right perfect i will i will link your uh, facebook on the show notes and your email so anybody who want to work with you um or connect with you would be able to um Gus, thank you very much for being here it was a pleasure and i will Likewise. talk to you soon thank you galat thank you for doing this good work appreciate it and we are done that's it for today's episode thank you so much for listening i appreciate it so much and i'm actually curious what is the number one thing that you have learned from this podcast episode and how are you gonna implement it into your life send me a message on instagram a direct message degilad on instagram and i would love to hear from you now if you're getting tremendous value from this podcast i would really appreciate it and it would mean a lot to help us grow if you could subscribe leave a rating and review to our podcast that's it for today's episode and I will see you on the next. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.